Disrupting Japan, Episode 28. Welcome to Disrupting Japan, straight talk from Japan's most successful entrepreneurs. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening. This week we're talking about toys. Well, one toy in particular, anyway. Today I'm happy to introduce you to Akinori Takahagi, founder of Moth and inventor of the Moth Band. Now, We talk a bit about what the Moth Band is during the show, but I think I should explain it now so that the rock guitar solos, the lightsaber duels, and the drum fills you'll hear during the interview will not take you too much off guard. The Moth Band is a wrist wearable device about the size of a watch that makes all kinds of programmable sounds based on how the wearer is moving their wrist. So, kids can pretend they're playing tennis or slaying dragons, and the Moth Band will generate the appropriate sound effects. Cool. But of course, we do a lot more than just talk about toys. Aki gives some very practical advice about bootstrapping a hardware startup, what it takes to run a successful Kickstarter campaign. And the rocky road to getting retail distribution both here in Japan and in the US. But it's much more interesting to hear Aki tell you about it himself. So let's get right to the interview. We're sitting down with Akinori Takahagi、yep. of Moth,、mm-hmm. who makes this incredible wearable smart toy, which I'm not even going to try to describe without. A visual representation, but Aki, why don't you tell us what Moth is? Because it's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I'd like to introduce our Moth. We develop our original wearable devices. Right. And、uh, these wearable devices、uh, detect、uh, not only motion, but also position change. So it's, it's a device you wear on your wrist. Yes,、right? that's right, yes. And so, it detects position changes, motion, and yes, just snaps right on there. Yes, that's right. So, A strap like this,、right. and、uh, connected to the app using、uh, Bluetooth. Okay, I have nothing in my hand, but、mm-hmm. I can play an airplane drum. Okay, let's see this. Okay, so for the audience, he's just pointing at me, and the sound is coming out. And I will change my body, and my, I will change my position change. Okay, so the So, the device on your wrist is actually sensing not only the motion of the arm, but which direction you're pointing,、yes. the orientation, and it's、yeah. adapting the sound that's playing from that, which is cool, but what's it good for? Ah, yes. So, usually, in order to detect、uh, so、human、uh, motion change and、uh, position change, usually we use、uh, so image sensing, such as、uh, so Kinect. However,、uh, there's a Big problem with、uh, camera image sensing for、uh, 3D motion sensing. This kind of devices need、uh, special devices. And also,、uh, human activities is、uh, limited in front of a、uh, camera. So, this is more go anywhere, take it anywhere. Yes, that's right. So, if we use our move band, so just a slap list, I can go along freely. Right, you don't have to face the camera. Yes, that's you right. You don't have to stay in sensor range. Yes. And I feel like we're, we're leaving out the most important part here because the reason this is important is that you and I really don't use the MOF band. Yeah. The, the, all the people who use the MOF band are 
kids, yeah. children, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So now, by using uh, this technology, we offer a uh, new play experiences for kids. Nowadays, usually kids play with toys or apps. But uh, so we using a uh, dismovement, we can offer the same play experiences as toys, and also uh, we can offer real play experience, uh, not using uh, screens. So I think also we offer a new play experiences, both toy and apps. What is the target age of uh, the children who use it? So in terms of a toy, uh, so we target age is three to ten years. Three to old. ten. Yes. So the, the three to ten year olds can put the moth band on the wrist. Uh -huh. They can by moving their hands, they can be playing guitar, or playing yeah, drums, right. or having a lightsaber fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Which is really cool. Yeah. So I will show you an interesting demo. <laughs> awesome. Every kid can become a rockster. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So a lot of your promotions for the Moth Band, mm -hmm. you've done a lot of promotion in the U.S. Mm -hmm. You've been to South by Southwest, yes. uh, toy fairs. Mm -hmm. Was this a strategic decision to focus on the U.S. or did it just work out that way? Ah, okay. So, thank you for a nice question. So, this is our strategic decision. Okay. Yes, we do uh, many user tests. We found for our devices, right? Uh, U.S. market will be the most appropriate. Why is that? This play experience has uh, using a big motion and big noise compared to uh, Japanese kids. So U.S. kids and U.S. people really love the big motion and the big hotness. So. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't exactly say Japanese children are quiet. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that in America, the children are, they move more, they're, they're more, their parents maybe are more comfortable buying them loud toys. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Ah, uh, yes. And also, uh, so it's uh, compared to the uh, Japan market, uh -huh. in the U.S., uh, there are many wearable devices, the IoT devices already sold. Most of the customers and the users can accept our new play experiences. In the U.S.? In the U.S. Uh, on the other hand, in Japan market, wearable and IoT is, wow, it so, looks so difficult. It's Last time to see. This I find kind of sad because I'm used to, my background's in, in business to business software. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to Japanese businessmen mm -hmm. being very slow to adopt new technology. Mm -hmm. But it, it's hard to believe that Japanese children are also slow to adopt uh, new technology. Yeah, okay, so. Maybe more their parents. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> in fact, any kid, every kid is an early adopter. Right. Innovators. However, parents. Yeah. Is not uh, so the parents are the problem. Yes, yeah. that makes more yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is. Uh, so you launched Moff uh -huh. as a um, a Kickstarter project. Yes. Why did you decide to go on on Kickstarter rather than get distribution at home here in Japan uh -huh. or go on Campfire or one of the other Japanese crowdfunding sites? Why Kickstarter? This is our so, strategic decision. So we want to all launch our products, not only uh, Japan market, but also any of the any countries. Right. 
especially for uh, US market, uh, even for Japanese startups, Kickstarter is the best tool to show our product to worldwide. Right. Yes. Was that difficult for you because of the language barrier and the Kickstarter, so much of it relies on videos yeah, and yeah, storytelling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. How did you overcome that? Did you have someone help you out or did you just do it? Uh, when I studied the Kickstarter project, uh, there's a few successful examples of uh, Japanese startups. Mm -hmm. We search for uh, successful examples of uh, US startups. Right. And uh, I, we researched what kind of story will be appropriate and what kind of right. video will be uh, necessary. So, so, copy from the best. Yes. That's a good way of going about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, after the Kickstarter, it took you about six months to launch the product, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's great. Well, listen, do you have any advice for Japanese companies who want to start a Kickstarter campaign? Uh, Is that the way to go? If you're an Internet of Things company in Japan? Uh, Kickstarter is the best place for uh, Japanese startups. However, I know uh, many unsuccessful projects. Mm. Uh, I think the different thing is to tell the story visually. Okay. Yes. Sometimes story is not unclear. Well, but then again, that makes sense. If you're telling the story visually, the language difference isn't so hard. Yes. It's not as important. So, yeah, so uh, my, in my experience, uh, most of backers just watching uh, videos or pictures, huh. not, uh, not, not reading a uh, long sentence, <laughs> <laughs> okay. just showing uh, images and videos. Very simple, but very important. Okay. Yeah. And actually, come to think of it, this, this wrist wearable yeah. design was not your first design, was it? I remember seeing you at a pitch event years ago. Oh. And it was, um, I think you'd actually made like a, a toy of some kind. Oh, <laughs> yes, approximately uh, two years ago, pitch event. At that time, we don't call wearable. Right. Just the sensor devices. At that time, we plan put uh, our sensor devices on uh, any product. So just the sensor devices, attached sensor devices. Ah, so your original plan was to, to make the sensor and then partner with toy companies to yeah, embed yeah, this yeah. in toys. Yeah, yeah. What, what made you change the strategy? Ah, yeah, so the problem with the original plan, attached device is uh, difficult to analyze the motion sensing because uh, uh, the data depends on the, the location of attachment. For okay. Yes. Yeah. So here, 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 the data is totally different. Every new toy you would have to kind of re-engineer yes. the product for. Yes. It. So you decided just to go and make it yourself. Yes. So list is interesting because this is original of any movements position change. We found the, the better idea than attached devices. So right. wearable. Yes. Okay. Okay, well, let's see. It, the current product was launched about nine months ago? Almost a year ago now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Nine months ago, yeah, yes. How have sales been, been going for the last year? Fortunately, uh, uh, we, saw, we start to sell uh, our Mohuban at uh, Amazon.com and Amazon uh, Japan. Uh -huh. And uh, we ranked in U.S. second position at the category of tech toy. And right. the first rank in Amazon uh, Japan. Congratulations. Yes. 
That's a pretty good first year. Yeah. So yeah. So our our launch year it was so successful. So is your main distribution channel Amazon? Yeah. Last year. Last year. This year we expand uh, our sales channel,、mm-hmm. and、uh, especially for、uh, this year's holiday season. Right. Yes. So this holiday season we distribute major retail chain. Everyone knows in U.S. All right. Can you say the name of the chain yet? Ah,、uh, as of now. Unfortunately. Okay, we'll、no. we'll wait for it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you can <laughs> wait, wait for it. But there's very major retail change. As you mentioned earlier, most U.S. retailers, if you have a product that you've proven you can sell on your own、mm-hmm. through Amazon or through the web,、yeah. are willing to talk to you about stocking it and selling it.、Mm-hmm. Have you found Japanese retailers are also willing to to sell MOF, or are they still waiting for more? Proof of some kind.、Uh, actually, in Japan market too,、uh, major retail chains start to sell our mukbang, such as a、uh, big camera and stylea. Excellent. Yeah. Are you still seeing most of your sales coming from America, or is more coming from Japan? I think this year more come from U.S. Okay.、So、because the deal is much bigger. Right now, are the markets just? Japan and the U.S. Are you looking to expand into other markets as well? Of course, of course.、Uh, not only U.S. and the EU and Australia and China. Actually, so many distributors、uh, contact with us. Excellent.、Uh, yes. However, we want to start step by step. Right. So Japan, U.S. and we expand to another、uh, other areas. Okay. Yes. So a lot of Japanese startups、mm-hmm. and all Japanese investors are always saying, you know. Startups should be thinking about going global、ah, from day one.、Yeah, huh? Moth is a company that definitely went global from day one,、mm-hmm. before day one, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. How important do you think that decision was? Do you think that you've had an easier time selling the product in Japan because you were successful in America,、uh, or do you think that you would have had the same success in Japan <laughs> if you just focused on Japan、mm-hmm. at first? Actually,、uh, uh, so before a Kickstarter project, few people think Mofu is good. Okay. Very few. But after a successful Kickstarter project, many people、uh, start to pay attention to、uh, our product. So when you say people, do you mean investors? Yes. Okay. But,、uh, <laughs> investors and those not only uh, uh, investors but also、uh, toy companies,、uh, retailers. Okay. Yes. So at first, only the children were on board in Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So children. So we do、uh, many user tests, and、uh, many kids love the mobile. We we know. So it, oh, not only in Japan, in the U.S. However,、uh, so toy company and the toy distributor.、Mm, is this a toy?、Mm, it's a strange. No, 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 no.、Uh, you, you should do that. You should do that. So at that time, our reputation is not so. Good. However, after a successful Kickstarter, it's totally changed. Everyone's changed their mind. As always, grown-ups are the problem. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, well, listen. Let me ask you a bit about your own background.、Mm-hmm. You were involved in、uh, marketing and product management at Kraft, Mercedes-Benz,、mm-hmm. GM.、Mm-hmm. What made you change career and want to found a company? And why toys? It seems、oh. like such a shift in so many ways. Aha!、Uh-huh. Actually, I love hardware. I believe the new potential of hardware, 
especially IoT, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, uh, when I worked for Mercedes-Benz, typical hardware companies. Sure. Uh, at that time, we saw the, the big potential of uh, connected hardware. I think three years ago, I found uh, so this big potential. I'd like to start a new product with uh, IoT. Right. And uh, at the same time, I had uh, my first baby. Yes. Ah, so okay. that's why I'd like to develop uh, new IoT devices for my family. Okay, so suddenly you found yourself thinking a lot about toys. Yeah, <laughs> yes. that makes sense. That, that's a big change for you. What would you say was the hardest thing you had to learn mm -hmm. in moving from large stable companies to a small oh. IoT toy startup? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I think living cost, <laughs> salary. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yes, startup is a very good environment. Yeah. However, so salary is uh, quite different from uh, big, big companies. I think my current salary is the uh, lowest in my career history. <laughs> <laughs> but that must have been... How did you convince your wife that this was a good idea when you just had a, a young child? Uh, that must have been kind of a hard conversation. With my wife? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so my, my wife totally backed me. That's awesome. Yes, uh, because uh, she said to me, let's do it. Because if you don't, uh, later you said, I wanted, to, uh. I wanted to do that, but I quit. She said, I don't want to hear this kind of fucking <laughs> thing. <laughs> For years and years yeah, in the future. Yeah, yeah. So that's right, yes. Yeah, so. that's, that's great to have that level of support, though. Yes. I think it's so important. And also my wife's father uh, support me mm -hmm. today because uh, he worked for a big company for a long time. Right. But uh, in his career, he had to give up many challenges or many dreams. He said you should do... Uh, follow your dream. Follow your dream, yeah. yeah. I think it is fantastic. It really does seem like the attitude in Japan is changing yeah. towards starting your own companies yes. and to going out on your own. That's a great thing. Yeah, I think so. It's a total change because to develop new things for a big company, new challenges, not a good True. environment. Yeah. No, in big companies, people try to stay away from the challenging yes, stuff. Yes, yes. During the change, what did you have to change about yourself to become a successful entrepreneur? Actually, uh, I want to be uh, just a developer and a creator. And if possible, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. So it's a totally different skills and type of uh, mind. Mm -hmm. So if possible, I want to be uh, just a developer and a creator producer. But if I want to develop innovative things, just developing is not enough. Right. Because uh, we need a uh, great team and uh, many invest financing and uh, it's a totally different so that's why I learn by myself so especially team building and uh, financing so you don't get a chance to program and develop much anymore yeah it's, yeah. it's true so do you miss it yes I totally I do <laughs> <laughs> yeah so developing and creating something is uh, it's for me it's the most enjoyable yeah. But I found we need a great team. Mm -hmm. So I changed my mind. Now I'm focusing on uh, creating a great team. Fantastic. Yes. Well, let's see. You, um, 
You went to college in Kyoto. Ah, yes. Did you, did you grow up in Kyoto? No,、uh, I born in Osaka. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's interesting that Japan has a number of startup ecosystems.、Mm-hmm. They've got, I mean, Tokyo is the biggest. Fukuoka's got a very healthy, if small,、mm-hmm. ecosystem there. There's a, a solid ecosystem around Kyoto. What are your thoughts on the different startup ecosystems in Japan?、Uh. So, the big difference between an、uh, ecosystem is just the number of、uh, investors. Because、uh, if many investors are there, some investors love s your product. How can I say、ah, so? Okay. So, there are many options. Yeah, that's so,、right. you're saying if there's just enough of them,、yes. someone will understand that this is a great idea、yes. and believe in you. But you couldn't find that at first in Tokyo, right? Except so, for the children. You were saying that the investors didn't. Uh, understand what a great idea you have. Ah, yeah, but、uh, <laughs> just one great investor understands our strategy. So, this is our engineer investor, Kamada san. All right. He understood、uh, our product potential. Actually,、uh, most investors don't understand our potential, but、uh, Kamada san really understands. Well, having an angel investor. or any early stage investor that really gets what you do is invaluable. Yes, yes that's right. The startup ecosystem in Japan.、Mm-hmm. If you could change anything, if I gave you a magic wand、oh. and said you can change anything about the startup ecosystem in Japan, anything at all, to make it better for Japanese startups, what would you change? I think there are many good things in the Japanese ecosystem. However, global point of view、mm-hmm. is, I believe, lacked in Japanese ecosystem. So, you think the, the founders need to start thinking globally sooner? Most of the、uh, Japanese startups see、uh, just the、uh, Japanese market and the Japanese tech trend and、right. stuff like that. But I often go to、uh, overseas conference exhibitions exhibi- such as、uh, CES and South by Southwest. Right. And,、uh, unfortunately, uh, especially uh, in the area of IoT, Japanese, how can I say, Japanese. Getting out of fashion. So, oh, thinking globally, it's not just global market, it's, it's looking at what companies overseas are doing,、yes. looking at the innovation around the world,、yeah. and being aware of that when starting a company.、Yeah. That's pretty good advice because you'll eventually run into that competition. <laughs> yeah. If you're successful, yeah. So, we are facing a global competition. Unfortunately,、uh, there are many good startups. In Silicon Valley, with、right. uh, good technology and a good ecosystem. I often went, go to the Silicon Valley, but、uh, every time I'm so surprised in terms of this. So it's a good impression and a good inspiration for me. Only in Japan market, there's no inspiration. Right. Yeah, but in Silicon Valley and in Europe, There are many inspirations because、uh, there are many IoT startups. What do you think about IoT in Japan? Because I think, and I've, I've talked about it before on the podcast, I think Japan has the tools、mm-hmm. and the human resources、mm-hmm. to be incredibly strong in innovative Internet of Things companies.、Mm-hmm. What, what do you see happening now with other Internet of Things companies that are starting up in Japan? Uh, unfortunately, not, op- op- not optimistic. optimistic. I used to work for a hardware company, so、right. Mercedes Benz. I think the rule was 
totally changed. IoT is uh, totally different from uh, hardware mm -hmm. and also uh, software. IoT is a sad world, especially uh, influenced by uh, software. Right. Yes. So for IoT, important thing is uh, to develop a kind of system using uh, hardware and the software. The system is, uh, for me, my understanding, system is very important. Right, right. But better than uh, developing uh, good hardware, just hardware, I can say. So you think right now the Japanese IoT companies are too focused on the hardware? I think so. I okay. think so. so and also, including me, Japanese is not good at developing a system. Interesting. Yes, system needs a totally different skills. System is a very important, but uh, very difficult. So that's the new challenge for Japanese startups. New challenge startups. for Japanese startups. Excellent. Let me ask you, now that the, the MOF band mm -hmm. has been out for almost a year, mm -hmm. um, you're getting distribution of that. What's, what's next for MOF? Are you ah, going yes. to have upgraded products? Are you coming out with something new and exciting? Ah, uh, yes. So our next challenge is uh, to, to create a new system. Okay. Yes. It's so. the exact thing you were talking yeah, yeah, about that's yeah. so difficult. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we have a good devices and a good recognition engine. Right. That we can collect good data from uh, users. We already developed uh, a kind of platform. But we do... So our next challenge is how do we create a new system using our MOF SDK and uh, MOF technologies? This is a new challenge, but this is so exciting for me because uh, we are... Uh well, it's something to look forward to. Hey, listen, this has been fantastic. Before we kind of wrap up, is there anything you want to tell Disrupting Japan listeners? <laughs> uh, as of now, my interest is uh, to offer a new play experiences with a new, new system. Okay. Uh, now we, uh, we want new members especially uh, engineering side. All right. So, yes. Okay. So we are looking forward to many applications. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, listen, Aki, thanks so much for, for sitting down with me and, and telling our listeners all about MOF. Thank you. And, um, yeah, this is great. Thank now, you so much. Yeah, and we can just turn off the mics and finish this beer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're back. It's interesting. Aki was forced by the limitations in the technology to create his own device rather than partner with existing toy companies. But even without the technology issues, it seems pretty clear that this would have been his only choice. Like so many other innovative products, all of the experts told him that children would not be interested in such a toy, even when actual children showed great interest. I think that if Aki'd not struck out on his own and taken charge of his own sales and distribution, this great little toy would have died in committee somewhere. And the world's children would be much less entertained, if perhaps a bit quieter. It's going to be interesting to watch Moff over the next few years as they try to transform from a company making a cool interactive toy into a platform company that leverages that toy. And we'll be sure to keep an eye on them. If you've got an experience with the Internet of Things, toys or otherwise, come on by disruptingjapan.com show 028 and tell us about it. We'd love to hear it. 
When you drop by the site, you'll also see the links and sites that Aki and I talked about and much, much more in the resources section of the post. And if you get a chance, please leave us an honest review on iTunes. It's really the best way you can help us get the word out and support the show. But most of all, thanks for listening. And thank you for letting people interested in Japanese startups know about the show. I'm Tim Romero, and thanks for listening to Disrupting Japan.